Welcome to the Loser's Corner, your place for Delt Legends fantasy news. And now, your hosts, Ray Goulet and Shane Yardley. Alrighty, welcome in everybody um, to the second episode of Loser's Corner. I am still Ray Goulet, your host with the least amount of wins last season. Or Actually, I don't even know if I had the least amount of wins last season. I think I just wound up fucking myself in the playoffs. Uh, but I'm here, joined as always with Shane Yardley. Shane, how think, are you doing tonight? I think it's important, Ray, that you have to say you're undefeated this season so far. So, I mean, a pretty impressive uh, turnaround so far. We'll, we'll get into why it's not impressive. But. I mean, I don't mean to brag, <laughs> but I'm pretty good at squeaking out a victory where one should not be. Um, so, actually, to, to start off, we're not going to talk about an undefeated team. We're actually going to start off talking about a completely defeated team. And possibly one of the worst in the league. I, I'm not saying that. I'm hearing other people say that. Um, so we're going to uh, call in to a special guest for this episode. It's exciting. Hey. Brian, does it matter who you're going to play this week? Because I'm pretty sure you're gonna, your team's going to find a way to lose. So yeah. you don't have to worry about it. It's, yeah. it's, it's foregone conclusion. Yeah. I could put the best lineup on the face of the earth up and someone would get injured. I guarantee that this week, who's my best player still left? Joe Mixon's hurt. Uh, probably Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's going to go down with some kind of terrible, you know, injury that's going to keep him out for a quarter that's somehow going to fuck me over. So, so I actually, I want to know, how did you feel knowing that you were going into the game and Josh Jacobs needed to get 22 points for me to be able to beat you last week? So I kind of knew that I was done because I just had a feeling that for some reason the Raiders were going to come out knowing that everything had happened with Antonio Brown, that they were going to come out pissed off, and I just knew it was going that way. So I pretty much counted on it being a loss. Now, in Shane's case, last week, that was pure bullshit. I don't know if either of you were watching the game live. I was, and actually, it's it's funny Ray should say the twenty two point piece because, amazingly enough, Carson Wentz needed just about twenty two points to beat you, and there it was. Yeah. So Drew and I were were talking about this live when this all happened, and I'm watching it go down. I'm fine through the first half, through the third quarter. Got a little nervous, and then the minute that Carson Wentz is the, the sneak and score the touchdown. I was like, well, that's not good because I was kind of counting on a pass there. And then Drew was like, you realize all he needs is about 20 yards. We get to fourth and I think it was fourth and 13, fourth and 15, something like that. And he chucks a prayer up and somehow Nelson Aguilar comes down underneath it and is wide open in the middle of literally five defenders. And I lose it. I mean, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I do have a question for you, Brian. Um, Are you and Carrie building a house right now on Indian burial grounds or something? Like, what's what's going on there? (laughs) I don't know, but it's it's real bad. But I will say, I feel like my luck is slightly better than Drew Fitzherbert's luck. Who, I don't know what happened last night. Hey, let's leave let's leave the hot takes for Ray and I. That's. (laughs) That's the one joy we have in life after having a terrible fantasy football season. You can lament how terrible your team is, 
but we get to make fun of how terrible everyone else's team is. I mean, although only... to lose to Ken by less than a point, by point uh, six four points, that's uh, that's rough. I think I mean... more importantly, all of us were winners in that game because Ken is still terrible, but Drew is just worse. <laughs> See, I take comfort in the fact that one, I've won recently, and two, Drew lost. So. It made me feel a little bit better because the way he lost, I mean, I don't want to go, are we, are we being filmed? Are we taping this now? Because oh, yeah, we are. I mean, I really do like to know about, talk a little bit about Drew and losing on a zero yard reception. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone needs to do a wellness check on Drew right now. Especially I, if he's li- listening to this podcast. I, I just assume that he's dead at this point. <laughs> I mean, his his soul is dead. Physically, he's probably pretty close, especially if he loses this week. Yeah, this week's going to be really fun to watch because, I mean, Drew could lose. You could lose. I mean, it's just going to be – it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. This could just be the absolute worst showing of Drew Fitzherbert ever <laughs> in the league. There's a distinct chance he's not coming back, whether dead or alive, next year. Uh, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> I told him, look, if we both finish in, you know, last and second to last, at least we can do a kick-ass podcast next year. I feel like I'd like to do a podcast with Drew. Well, you are you guys are starting off to have the perfect opportunity to be able to do that together. <laughs> so Set your goals looking, high, Brian. Looking at next week, uh, you got Ken Wicks. Ken Wicks and his wide receivers that I totally jinxed last episode. I mean, Ken's team's solid. You know, he's got, uh, what's he have, uh, Allen, and who's his other wideout? Uh, uh, he has Allen and Ridley. That's right, Allen and Ridley. And I mean, an injured Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey's old. But So he's also got John Brown, who's really starting to look up for the Buffalo Bills, and uh, Larry Fitzgerald, his worst wide receiver right now that is actively playing. Well, I guess... Kenny Stills and uh, Cortland Sutton. So I guess when you're taking every wide receiver you can, uh, you're going to wind up with some good ones. Holy I mean, shit, his bench is almost entirely wide receivers. I mean, the Buffalo Bills, the New York State champions? At this point. <laughs> going to be the peak of their of their achievement this year. It's okay. Well, when they win the AFC East, I mean, we'll... I'm just going to we'll point out, that. too, uh, Ray ignored Hunter Renfro the Oakland wide receiver because everyone else is too. <laughs> well, let's talk about the fact that uh, he has Ezekiel Elliott facing Miami, your Miami Dolphins, Ray. So I'm fully expecting Ezekiel Elliott to put up about 59 points this week. I think that's a, a low estimate. You Do you know how good Ezekiel Elliott is? Oh, I know. And I just, I know how bad the Miami Dolphins are. And without Travis Kelsey for you this week, Brian... I mean, it's not going to be good, so... Yep. I may as well just not play him. Maybe it'd be better off if I just put him on the bench because then I'd have him the rest of the season. I mean, or he'd, he'd be better off. At least. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but in all reality, I mean, Ken's going to kick my ass this weekend. My only saving grace is that maybe, maybe James White can come out of the basement and do something against the Jets. All right, Brian. So the last thing we need you to do is we need you to say, um, I've really enjoyed being on the loser's corner and I'm looking forward to hosting next year. 
I really enjoyed being on the Losers Corner, and I 100% look forward to hosting this next year, hopefully from the second to last spot. <laughs> it's a much better spot to do it from. No painting involved. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it just really started to flourish my artistic abilities, and that's why you guys have this the nice intro and outro to our uh, fantasy football podcast. <laughs> well, well, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, yeah, fuck you both the rest of the season. Well, fuck you too, Brian. <laughs> we'll talk to you yeah. later. See you, buddy. All right. Well, that was an entertaining guest. Oh, that was so much fun. More entertaining made by the fact that both of us were winners at his cost. So, Oh, absolutely. I feel very good about that. Absolutely. So let's get into this week. All right. So let's go deep dive into that game. We didn't really talk about each individual player. Um, obviously, Brian's week was, was not great as a result of Drew Brees and fully admitting that he definitely deserved to win that game because the rest of his guys put up a very decent week. Um, him starting Joe Mixon, I don't know about that. Uh, we knew he was banged up going into the game. But looking at the bench, I, I get it. I wouldn't have felt very good about putting anyone else in either. Um, so I'm, I'm very happy to have squeaked out a victory. Uh, there's nothing to talk about with my team because uh, they were all – incredibly pedestrian not even bad just pedestrian yeah it's a, a very mediocre scoring for you with the exception of greg olson yeah yeah greg olson that was exciting and i'm i'm kind of excited to continue to roll him out for a little while and see if he can keep looking like greg olson of old so we'll keep our fingers crossed and, and i mean with with no touchdowns padding his stats he got 17 points six receptions for 111 or 110 yards um, that's not bad. That's not but, bad. And, uh, hopefully his feet can keep it together. Unlike his quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, and that's, I mean, to be honest with you, it's kind of exciting to have the potential of a backup quarterback going in because typically you get a lot of dump off passes and Greg Olson's going to be good for those. So might see the yardage going down, the efficiency going down. Um, but the receptions may be going up. I mean, Speaking of quarterbacks who went down, leaving a new guy and the tight end wide open, Vance McDonald looks like he's going to be soaking up a lot of opportunities. Um, unlike Greg Olson, he really padded his stats with two touchdown receptions uh, late in the game, giving him uh, a total of 22.8 points on the season. Or on the, on the well, almost on the season. He, did a, he didn't do so hot <laughs> last week, but uh, on the week. So uh, Josh really lucked out with that one. Yeah, and how excited Josh has to be to see Alvin Kamara score seven points. If, if someone told him at the beginning of the week, Alvin Kamara's going to score seven points, there's no way he thinks he's riding to a 145-point total. I mean, everyone else on his team showed up. Deshaun Watson, not a great game, but not a bad game. And then obviously, New England's D was just disgusting. It was, it was pretty amazing for everyone except for, I'm guessing you, Ray. Um, I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> it hurts. It's painful. Um, I, I feel a lot. I, I feel for, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick because I can totally see why he wants to leave that team. Cause it, I, I feel very, very similar. Uh, I, I think I'll be rooting for the Browns most of the season. I had to root a little bit against them last night. Um, but I'd like to see what they can do. Um, yeah, yeah, not. 
not a good season of football on the way in Miami. But we're not talking about real football. We're talking about a place where I'm two and zero, not zero um, and two. And on the other side the of the uh, of the the matchup of the Joshes, uh, Mad Dogs had after having a great week one, just not a good week two at all. He had Julio Jones, he had Austin Eckler, and then after that, he had nothing. Um, just really tough. He's he seems like he's going to have a tough time finding a starting quarterback. Tried to try out Derek Carr, who scored lower than the two quarterbacks he had in his roster last week, who didn't score very much at all. Um, so I think he's uh, he's looking for solutions at quarterback, and uh, and he's choosing poorly. Mm. And it doesn't help that he has Rob Gronkowski still on his bench. He's a believer. That's what he is. He's a believer. He he thinks it's going to be great things. Uh, but uh, but Austin Hooper's not a bad consolation prize. I mean, he didn't have a great week, but it's a tight end. Like, you know. I mean, yeah, he's he's also pretty hit or miss. Uh, but with Austin Eck, like Austin Eckler, is primed to make a really good season. Uh, did you hear about uh, someone tweeting at Melvin Gordon that Austin Eckler was better than Melvin Gordon, and Melvin Gordon just retweeted the tweet? <laughs> well, I mean, you got to imagine like those are two guys who've played together for a number of years at this point now. He's got to be a huge fan of the guy and and he's just protecting himself, so I get it. Um but Josh also has Melvin Gordon on his bench, so he doesn't really care if he comes back or not at this point, I think, because it looks like he doesn't care about having players that aren't playing on his bench. Um <laughs> But uh, I think I, I think it's going to be a fine season for for the Mad Dogs. But but Josh Curtis, I mean, just like he's coming out of the gate strong, which he never does. So good for him, you know. Finally, starting to pay some uh, dividends here with his patience in uh, fantasy football. And I mean, so this was the biggest blowout of the week uh, for our league. And if he would have put in Lamar Jackson and Nelson Aguilar, it would have been even worse. So what is he doing too? not putting in Lamar Jackson? Like, I feel like last week, I know he's going up against Miami, but didn't we all figure out like he's pretty good. And I mean, Jacksonville's defense is okay. They're fine. Um, but you know, I just Lamar Jackson against Arizona. I'm not sure why he was on the bench to start with. I mean, uh, he's got to be riding the hype from two years ago for uh, Watson and riding the hype from the offseason of Lamar Jackson being uh, running back quarterback. <laughs> All right, so that was a good matchup. Uh, let's turn to – Ray, let's turn to your matchup. What are you talking about? That was a blow-up, not a good matchup. We're talking about a good matchup right here, one that goes down to the wire yet again in a battle for Trash Mountain. The Miami M1s come out on top. What can I say? I – it. You know, a lot of it came from buying into the T.J. Uh, Hawkinson hype way too early. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, but, you know, you got Josh Allen. That's pretty solid. Um, I don't know. You're looking pretty good for this season at this point. Um, nothing spectacular again for many of your players, but just kind of solid performances. And, you know, Sammy Watkins, as I think I said last week, I'm going to assume I did, uh, came back down to earth, which was Fairly predictable in a game where they were scripting not to just have Sammy Watkins out there. Um, Josh Gordon doesn't catch the touchdowns. Um, and, you know, Damian Williams probably not going to play for a little while. Uh, Michael Gallup out for, what, four to six weeks. Um, all of a sudden, after feeling very good in week one, Pat is hurting. At least he's not as bad as Brian or Drew. 
I, I, we need to throw Ken back in there too. I know Ken won, but he's still terrible. So let's just remember that. Never well, as a person, he's terrible, but he's got really good wide receivers. <laughs> no, Ken, Ken Letary. I'm not. I'm sorry. Oh, not Ken oh okay, okay. Oh, soft. Yeah, no, 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 no. Ken Letary's team is terrible. Yeah, as a person, he's a nice guy. He's a very nice guy. <laughs> yeah, Don't get me wrong. It's yeah, the inverse there. Um, let's see. Who did I want? To, I wanted to bring up something on my team. Yeah. Oh, um, you were talking about it a little bit. Just a lot like your team. A lot of my players are just mediocre, um, and it's really annoying, and I don't know, like, who I want to drop on the waivers, like, to pick up new guys to try them out, because everyone's just, like, sitting there, like, in the right play, they'll do a good game, uh, but it's just tough, um, but we'll see who I squeak out a victory against uh, next week. And Also, kudos to you for uh, going with Robbie Anderson. Um I think if I had been sitting there on Saturday night thinking about who's playing for me, I'd have put in Dorsett. Um, but kudos to you because it worked out, and I think it would have been the difference in the game. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. You might have still eked out a victory, but still, um, y- you picked well. So so good work because I would had no faith in him watching that be one of your Monday night matchups. So it was scary, uh, and I actually had him in on Saturday. And then I thought about it, and I was like, Trevor Simeon's an NFL quarterback. He couldn't be that bad. Like, like I remember, like, he played, and he was pretty bad, but I don't think he was, like, awful. Um, and then halfway through the game, I'm watching it, and Robbie Anderson, I don't think, picked up anything anything really noticeable until the second half of the game. And I was like, oh, my God, Trevor Simeon was that bad. Um, <laughs> but I, he then he got injured in the most terrible-looking not so bad actually after all injury of the season i think because uh i don't know if you saw the play where he got hurt but he fell on that ankle real weird and it was real wobbly when he got up or before he got up like when it when he went down and uh did not look good but uh who knows hopefully i can ride out this robbie anderson train until uh (laughs) mr mono himself decides that uh he's done kissing teenage girls and wants to play football again yeah, that's a rough reason to be out for, like, an extended period of time. You know, like, guys get sick and the flu-like symptoms and they have to stay out for a week. But, like, Mono, that's that's kind of rough for football because, you know, bad things can happen for a while afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want another Let, blowout or another close game? Is there another uh, close game? Well, let's go, let's go with Ross's game. Okay. And get that one out of the way because it's not going to be a very exciting chat about it. Oh, Ross Terrio puts up another amazing lineup and wins the oh week. Oh, my God. They're so good. Like, even with Christian McCaffrey not doing anything, Chris Carson not doing anything, fumbling, maybe maybe that's, like, the the one wrinkle in his team is that, you know, Carson's not going to continue to carry the load. Um, but his team is just – it's really embarrassing, Ross. Like, please stop. You mean embarrassing for us? Yes. Okay. Then you're absolutely correct. <laughs> Although, uh, it looks like his bench didn't perform too well. Which, I mean, is, is good for him, because you want to have your good players in there. But any one of those guys goes down, and it might be it might be a different conversation next week. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, Andrews is, I think, is going to be a stud all year. Um, probably top three tight end, uh, top four tight end. Um, I like that he put Miko Hardman in. Um, I, I don't because think... that asshole picked him up because he turned heard me talk about how I was going to be looking for a wide receiver on the waiver wire 
And he texted me after it goes through. He's like, I heard you say that, and I put five more dollars on it. And if I, if he wouldn't have put that five dollars on it, I would have had Miko Hardman and would have actually been able to win a game by a margin. I don't know, man. You got to make the high bids. Like that's on you. It's not a, it's not a waiver system. You got to commit. It was bullshit. It was bullshit. Uh, it was, it, I guess that that's how you play the game. It could have been a much bigger game too because he caught like a 60 yard touchdown that got pulled back by holding um so it could have been even more points for Michael Hardman so I think he's going to be pretty solid the, until Tyreek Hill comes back oh I'm so I I, I want it to be now <laughs> <laughs> um over on Natterdays uh you know it's it's a solid team um you know starting Duke Johnson seems like not a great idea um but i guess he has to start chris thompson if it's not duke johnson so that's gonna be rough for chuck uh for a while until he can find some more uh running back help um but everyone else is they might not have performed this week but uh but they're pretty solid so i think he's gonna be all right one loss not the end of the season i mean with all these problems for the new york jets uh levion bell is definitely making it count in the receptions category and uh, yardage, like 10 receptions, getting 10 points just off receptions. That's Crazy. probably going to be the theme of Lev Bell for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll, yeah, he's going to, he's going to definitely put up points, just volume based points. doesn't even matter if he does anything with it. They're just going to keep feeding him the ball. Cause you know, there's nobody else. Uh, Shane, did you know that Patrick Mahomes is good at football? Wait, what? No way. No, he's, Stop. he's pretty well, good. Did you know that a lot of that happened in just the second quarter? I actually is, did know that. <laughs> which is crazy. I mean, I'm watching that game, and it's like, second quarter happens, it's like, oh my god, this is going to just be like, this is going to be like a Madden game, you know? And then nothing happens for the rest of the game. You're just like, wait, what? what happened? What's going on here? All right, so let's go to uh, Ken Wicks and, uh, and Jason Malcolm's game. Uh, all I can say is, hey, Jason. Where was this team last week? Like, come on now. I, I, you know, I could have dealt with, you know, zero from OJ Howard, zero from Deshaun Jackson, as opposed to 35 that he got last week. Um, you know, rough week for Jason. Team's still there. He's going to have to find probably some tight end help because that Bruce Arians offense doesn't seem to support a tight end. Um, but Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb are for real. Matt Ryan's going to get his. Um and his wide receivers are, again, they're solid. They're really good. Yeah, I mean, other than uh, two goose eggs, that's a that's a pretty decent lineup. And then Ken Wick's team, which continues to produce. I, I just have to imagine eventually he's going to lose interest. He'll forget about the team. Half of them will get hurt, um, and he'll forget to to fill the slots. So uh, you know, you get scared facing Ken early in the year, but later on in the year, I think it might end up getting a little easier. Well, I mean, if one of his once one of his running backs goes on by, he's going to have to drop or trade one of those wide receivers that he's holding on to. Well, he's got Rashard Penny, and then you know, Kareem Hunt comes back at some point? Question mark. I like how some of these games we talk about for like five to ten minutes, and then other ones we're like, yeah, it's a game. Some of my have lots of opinions about that game. Was just I feel like it was bad luck for Jason and and Ken's team is is solid. It's a solid team. It's a good team. So, you know, I mean, and, and Calvin Ridley continues to put up points. I feel like he's one of those guys every year that I want on my team. 
but is always too high of an ADP type of thing, you know, or, or someone grabbed him out of waivers and, and I just, I can't justify the cost. And then seemingly, you know, nine, 10 weeks out of the season, he justifies the cost. That's, that's very true. But fortunately it's only nine, 10 weeks out of the season because those other nine, those other nine weeks, he's going to be not as great. Right. Well, nine, eight, seven, whatever. <laughs> not a mathematician. I said that last time. Uh, does that bring us up to our, our last game? I believe it does. Oh, I just, this, this game, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I had, a, I had a rough time sleeping last night. So I woke up, you know, like one, 2 a.m. And when I do that, I typically go to the phone and I check what happened in the game first, um, kind of seeing what's happening. And then I go to fantasy and then I love to just go see how all of the the games shook out. And when I saw that Drew lost to Ken, after Ken put, again, just a terrible team together this year, um, it just I don't, it just it just fed my soul. It was just it was just absolutely wonderful to see. Um, I couldn't be happier for Ken, um, who I think this might be his only victory this season. Um, and and I just I I think Drew just truly deserves this this bout of of terribleness for this season. Oh no question at all. Um, although I would argue that Ken is going to win at least one other game because I'm pretty sure he winds up playing Brian Adams. Oh, good point. Yep, yep, fair. Fair point. Hot take right there, too. Not right now. They're both 0-2. They're, they are, without <laughs> question, the worst two teams in our league. Brian Adams and Drew Fitzherbert have the worst two teams in our league. Um, and, and Drew's team still, again, th- that running back situation is going to be really tough for him. Um, he's going to have to be a waiver wire hero this season in order to be able to to kind of pump that up. Um, Evan Ingram had a tough week. Um, you know, if ten points is tough, um, but uh, but again, I mean, like there's some guys there that are solid. Um, tough draw putting the Bengals defense in because San Francisco looks real right now. I mean, if you would have put in any other defense, he would have won this week. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, well, yeah, almost I mean, any other defense. Yeah, <laughs> probably not the Miami Dolphins. I would advise against anyone playing them. And can we just, what is Ken doing putting the Giants defense in? Like, what is he reading that says the Giants defense is going to be anything you want near your team? The New York media. <laughs> <laughs> the sa- he's he's reading the same articles that are saying Eli Manning is a worthwhile starting quarterback and they should wait a little bit longer before letting Jones take the reins. Uh, I also, I, I'm really glad to see that Ken has stuck to his guns after being made fun of for having two tight ends starting last week. He did not uh, uh, deviate from the plan, went with them again. So I, it actually worked out pretty that. well this week. Absolutely, absolutely. And and again, he's got two good tight ends, so it's not that terrible of a thing. It was mostly a comment on how he drafted his team rather than the two players that were there. Mm. All right. So what segment does that bring us to now? Let's go to next week. Let's Before we do, winners and losers should be last. So let's go to, to right. matchup for next week. Next week's matchups. What do we got here? What looks interesting? Uh, next week's matchup. Who am I interested in? Well, I got to say, I'm really interested in Drew versus Ross. I was just going to say the same thing because, I mean, everyone loves 
a shit show. Because in all honesty, we're all going to be winners for this game. If if uh, if Ross wins, Drew goes to 0-3, just the masses are going to be absolutely pleased with that. Um, and if Drew wins, he's going to knock off an undefeated team um, and kind of Ross has to has to think about his life choices having lost to Drew um, for Drew's first win of the season. So it's just going to be an exciting game simply because we're all going to be winners. That's that's true. I, I don't know what I can add to that. So what game do I want to see? Um, you know what game looks looks interesting? Right, Just looking at the uh, projections. My game versus Ken Terry. Another bat. It looks to be yet another battle for Trash Mountain, um, and I, I wind up turning up well for those games. So uh, I'm gonna hope I can squeak out another victory over a team that probably should win but doesn't wind up doing it. Based on I need to pick up somebody somebody from Monday night so that I can, uh, you know, let it happen the same way that it's been happening. I wouldn't worry too much about it. It's uh, it's Ken Terry after all. He'll find a way to lose. That's true. Hopefully he keeps the Giants defense in. That would be uh, that would be a great choice for you. All right. So, winners and losers. You got any winners and mind? losers for the week? I do. So for the loser of the week, I got to go with Patrick Healy. And here's the reason why. Pat Healy was walking around all last week thinking that he had this unbelievable team. You know, Sammy Watkins was going to be the guy, um, and his team was just going to roll to victory every single week with Sammy Watkins scoring 48 points. Uh, that clearly did not happen and will not happen um, as he lost to uh, last place of last year um, with a very unimpressive point total. So uh, definitely this week, Patrick Healy, loser of the week. You know, and in a, uh, a a definitely back scratching maneuver where you pick the lo- your loser of the week, I'll pick my winner or I'll pick my loser of the week. Sorry, to be uh, the person who lost to you, Brian Adams, starting out the season after his championship, zero and two, um, just just a, a terrible performance. And I mean, it's it's a little bit of luck, uh, but I mean at the same time, maybe maybe that's mostly karma. Maybe he deserved it. Again, I'm telling you, something about Indian burial grounds. I really, truly think that they're they're thinking about building the house. Um, my winner of the week is th- this one's easy too. So, with what I believe, and I'm going to do a, just a little bit quick. I think the third lowest point total of the season. That's my winner of the week. The third lowest point total of the season, which is the Miami M1s, who are two and O now. Despite the fact that they have just, I mean, I'm pretty sure they went up against the two people they could beat. I mean, just absolutely fortunate. The scheduling worked out perfectly. But in the end, they have a 2-0 and record to build off of after starting out in last place last year. So I think that Miami M1's hands down winners of the week. Well, I appreciate it. I just want to point out that this week there were four teams I could have beaten. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I apologize. But not my winner of the week. Because my winner of the week is Ken Terry. Just a, a grueling, grueling effort to squeak out that 114.72 over the 1. 114.08. It, 
I, I mean, really, when when you can win a football game with the New York Giants defense as your defense, I mean, that's that's almost like winning a football game having the Miami Dolphins be your football team. It's a ballsy move. It's a it's a ballsy play right there. Yeah, I I agree. Ken Ken definitely deserves those accolades. Uh, because I don't think they're going to be coming a lot this year. So we just gave it to you, Ken. You get one this year, and then the rest of the season until you play Brian, nothing. I, I mean, next week's going to look like it's going to be a good game. But just know, Ken, I am coming for you in late Monday night to squeak out the victory and take it home for the Miami M1s. <laughs> All right. So with that, that closes us out for the week. Um, Shane Yardley, thank you for being here. Uh, Brian Adams, thank you for joining us. I'm Ray Goulet, and we'll see you next time. Fuck you guys. See you guys. You meant the first quarter, or the first half, right? No, 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 but it, he did all of that. All four touchdowns were in the second quarter. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. You said quarter, I said quarter, and I heard half both times. It's all right. This isn't a high-quality podcast. So. Oh, I'm totally cutting out this whole part where I sound like an idiot. <laughs> Leave it in. <laughs> you don't make that call. <laughs> <laughs>